You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yo 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infokani, this- the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infokani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Good morning, African world. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotep family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today and hope you get a chance to do all the things that you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do, hoping too that the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not, and it has to get done, it will get done because you will get it done. Ah, oh, man. I'm sorry, my brother's got some music on this thing. Don't do that to me, fam. (laughs) Okay, well, 
Uh, this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific. Any other time around the world. Mm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've encountered some technical difficulty here, family. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I'm Okay. Okay. We're we're we're, we're cool now. But man. Okay, anyway. Okay, where are we at? <laughs> I tell you, sometimes yeah, but the but the spirit is always with us. The spirit of our ancestors, the spirit that helps us maneuver through this madness and brings us to where we need to be, and that is enlightened consciousness of who we are as African people, and the fact that we are one African, and y'all know it. <laughs> okay. Uh, these are the programs we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Uh, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and all times going to give our Eastern Times. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with a host, Brother Alfonso Watkins, and in honor of Dr. William Rogers. So he's going to maintain that program. On Thursday, at least I heard Elliot's, uh, Brother Elliot say it, that um, the Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the Move, is uh, back on Thursdays from 7 to 8 on Thursdays. So that's tomorrow night, Mississippi on the move from 7 to 8. Friday, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, oh yes, brothers and sisters, that's time for Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richards on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday from 7 to 9, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council on Saturdays and on Sunday at 7 p.m. Once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Uh, we Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. Webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans. That's right, Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba. Let's see if I can get him on the on the program real soon because um, he's leaving town the 30th. From the 30th, he's going to Senegal and Gambia from March 30th to April 9th. Then from May 24th to June 5th to Ghana. July 20th to the 30th, Rwanda. November 16th to the 27th, Tanzania and then December 24th to January 4th 2024 Azinia March 29th to April 9th 2024 Liberia July 11th to the 23rd 2024 Ghana December 2nd no excuse I can't I don't know why December 2nd keeps hitting me in the face when it's November 21st to the to, to December 2nd, 
2024 Kemet. That Kemetic trip, it looks really good, brothers and sisters. It's $440, $4,400. Well, most of those trips are well over $5,000. And, and, and I'm going to say this, I'm quite sure that trip will be uh, given by somebody who is African-centered. It ain't going to be given by the, uh, the Arabs that are there who uh, got mad at Kevin Hart and suspended his comedy routine from coming there because he said ancient Kemet was black, was African, you know. So I would prefer, because I mean, the last time I went, I, I went, um, and it was a great trip. Don't, don't get me wrong, it was a great trip. But uh, our tour guides were were Arabs, you know, Egyptians. <laughs> That's, see, <laughs> this is how we do it. If you say Egyptians, that means the people that came and took the stuff even though Egyptian, Egypt is Greek. So when the Greeks came and took Kemet, and, and they call it Egypt, okay? And so the people who swept Northern Africa coming out of the, uh, coming from the East, the Arabs, and, and um, they call it Egypt. But it, of course we know it is, it is Kemet. And so that Kemet trip looks really good. So, all right. Yeah. Habasha. Incorporated.org. Habasha is a pan-African organization that cultivates leadership in youth and families through practical experiences in cultural education, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, holistic health, and technology. The, the programs they have that, that are working here in, in, here in, the, in the Atlanta area is Habasha Works, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seas, Urban Green Jobs, and Golden Growers. And, of course, the Kashi Project that was unveiled back in October in Ghana. Brothers and sisters, go to HabashaIncorporated.org and you can see the work that they have done for yourself here in the States and, of course, on the continent. HabashaIncorporated.org. Ledge, the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. Brother Peter Brown, I got to get a hold of him, man. The numbers tripped out. So I got to find a way to get a hold of Brother Peter Brown. Yeah, but the Ledge Group, they have 12 projects in six different countries with over 170 employees and over 260 members. The Ledge Group, they deal in the area the most that is most vital to human existence, that is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Brothers and sisters, become a member of the Ledge Group, land for the environmental development for group economics. A-B-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. A-B-B-I-T-U-M-I.com. Of course, they have their uh, conference this year, July 7th through the 9th, in Ghana, the Black Power Conference, the African Power Conference, education, military, in, institutional, uh, tech, uh, economic, agricultural, technology, family, community, our nation, African power. African Power. The conference venue is live at the XMNUW, BBU Atomi headquarters in Gama. Oh man, you get a chance to see all that beautiful complex that they uh, built in Ghana. BBU Atomi. BBUatomi.com. A B I B I T U M I.com. It's my pharmacy. S M A I F A R M. MCY, Smy Pharmacy, 
brothers and sisters contact brother jabril at 770-765-7751 that's 770-765-7751 brothers and sisters he'll have a program for you if you're looking to change your lifestyle and you're looking to be more holistic you're looking to be more organic and so forth contact brother jabril you can also can contact him email at smypharmacy at gmail that's s-m-a-i F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com Smile Pharmacy The Moses West Foundation brothers and sisters the Moses West Foundation doing great work as I reported many times and when I had Brother Moses on last week what they're doing what they plan to do and uh, you know it's a beautiful thing and I, I tell you that brother, somebody should nominate him for a, a Nobel Peace Prize. And I ain't joking, a Nobel Peace Prize, because what he's doing, he's saying, "I'm not selling this. This is not about money. You can't invest. You can donate, but you can't invest because that'll be returned. This is about helping humanity. Water's a necessity. All that water in California, they can't drink that. All that water that's fell in California." It's contaminated, it's money, so they can't drink it. But if you had an AWG, if you had an AWG, then you could get the water out because an AWG, you know, uh, it extracts moisture out of the air. And even in the contaminated uh, conditions of Ohio, even in that contaminated condition, an atmospheric water generator would take that atmosphere, the moisture in that atmosphere, and only take the H2O molecule into the machine, kick all the other stuff to the curb have that go through the filterization process and then bam open the tap and you got clean drinkable water clean usable water that's right yeah so the Moses West Foundation Wadada's Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta Georgia on Ralph David Abernathy Across the street from the uh, the Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, and up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonnas. That's where Madonnas Healthy Market and Juice Bar is located. You can give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. They have a fine selection of smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and and health food and all kind of good stuff. And they serve vegan dishes on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday vegan dishes. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia, she's got it going on. Please check her out in the Greenbrier Mall. Give her a call because she has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, gift certificates, figurines, and so much more. That's 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia which is east of here off of I-20. Get on I-20 going east to Augusta. Exit 
number 74. Make a left, go straight about a mile, a little over a mile. And on the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. My good brother, Gazemde Ajamu. And you want to give him a call? Because he has a fine selection of books and all kinds of, he has t-shirts, the, the African, African Center shoes and so forth. Uh, give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Located in Lithonia. Jump back on there going, um, you're going south now. Go south and then jump back on I-20. Going east. I-20 east. The next exit, exit 75. Turner Hill Road. Take that exit, make a right. Go down three lights, make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Ah, us lifting us, us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit. Who Jamal tomorrow night is there Thursday night broadcast. And brothers and sisters, you can check them out online on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Or you can give them a call at 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789 to listen to the program from 9 to 10, Us Lifting Us. I'm quite sure to get a little feedback from the uh, conference that took place that took place this past weekend. Very success, successful. A lot, of, a lot of good information. I really appreciate uh, Baba Keeman and all of them. Baba Ankti, excellent job. Good information. Good conference. Homeland Village. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abija has so much happening at Homeland Village. The address is 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225. Brothers and sisters, please give my sister Shelly Amundsen a call at 404-434, excuse me, 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Haiti, please go to the website at sanjay-haiti.org and see for yourself the beautiful work that is being done in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. As you know, as I say consistently, they don't, re- they, they don't, they're not going to get any government assistance. They rely on the help that we can provide, brothers and sisters, and they need it. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E, Dash Haiti A Y I T I dot org Sanjay Dash Haiti dot org. Aha, let's go with this. That's right. Akaban Institute, Baba Baruti and Mama Yah, the work that they do. That's right. It's just phenomenal, and they deserve to be supported. If you don't, you know, I'm not going to give out the the post office box, but I know if you're like me. That's what you do. But I, you know, but now, I, of course, I cash app them every month. 
a donation to help them with their work of helping develop warriors. That's right. Warriors, thinkers, doers. You can use PayPal. Go to PayPal. Go to Yabruti, Y-A-A-B-A-R-U-T-I at at cat. Excuse me, family. At Yahoo. (laughs) Y-A-A-B-A-R at Yahoo. When you go to PayPal, put that in. If you go to Cash App, the dollar sign, Yah M. Baruti, if you go to Cash App and make those donations because they're greatly appreciated and seriously needed because they didn't get no money from nobody but us. The work that they're doing. They don't want nobody trying to scrutinize them. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's right. All right, family. All right, fam. The Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. The Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. March 14th. The necessary re-education of Africans and a possible solution of cultural crises can begin, strangely enough, only when Africans fully realize this central fact in our lives. That the European, the Caucasian, the Urugu, the Cracker is our bitter enemy. Dr. Chancellor Williams is our bitter enemy. And we can't fathom that. We can't fathom that somebody's an enemy. But how does an enemy? And see, that's, I'm, I'm doing a little commentating here because that's why people, that's why I hate people talking about we're our own worst enemy. No, we ain't. We have to understand what an enemy is. One who is trying to attempt to destroy us. Oh, we are in, in some cases very mean and evil to each other, but that's only because of how we've been trained. How we behave. No, the real enemy, as Minister Louis Farrakhan used to say, the hidden hand, the manipulator, the puppeteer. Racial oppression or oppression period does not require a distance between the perpetrator and the victim. A racist can sleep every night with whom he or she racially inferiorizes and exploits. Insecure, unstable males still sleep with the wives and girlfriends they physically abuse. Deranged parents and guardians often provide clean, tidy, ample spaces in their residence for the children they mentally, physically, and sexually exploit. This is the nature of the psycho psychopaths. The psychopaths. Yeah, I'm going to bust out with that real soon, Dr. Bobby Wright. Psychopathic racial personality. If you don't have that little small book, you better go to the, to the uh, Amazon if that's where you get your books from. If you don't have a bookstore, and I know many areas don't have a bookstore, so but yeah, get that book. This is the nature of the psychopaths. They keep their trophies. In practice, racist oppression works best in intimate, personally controlled environments. And even better, when the victims believe the racist is not racist, i.e., the racist loves them. 
is doing it for their own good. And they themselves cause this, this, this abuse. European tactics encourage keeping the enemy even closer than friends. When you get down to basics, the most enduring racist acts committed by Europeans have been covert in the closest of company. They have been kept out of the public sight while Europeans continue to systematically work to maintain an extreme unequal distribution of group power. Affirm, my enemy is my enemy, nothing more, nothing less. Affirm, my enemy is my enemy, nothing more, nothing less. March 15th. There are a few things in the world as dangerous as sleepwalkers. Ralph Ellison, the invisible man. Even though our enemies would have us believe otherwise in terms of fundamental cultural characteristics, different African ethnic groups do not vary significantly significantly or meaningfully from the mother culture. And the same applies to European subgroupings, naturally or unnaturally occurring relative minor or superficial differences in language, dialect, dress, diet, architecture. Do not separate distinct ethnic groups or subcultures from their common core culture. Even the great variations we see among Africans in no way compares with the least difference between Africans and Europeans. So when we see overriding similarities between the two, favoring the Europeans, we are not looking, we are looking at the wrong Africans or Africans who are not themselves. Europeans use the psychology of individualism to confuse us as to their global operation as one nation. With it, we confuse the forest for the trees. Knowing this, if we are to regain our power and our way, we must be clear about the fundamental differences between the similarities among people. At the fundamental level, all African people are one. Let me say that again. At the fundamental level, all African people are one, no matter the superficial differences. The same applies to Europeans. And these genocultural differences are of the magnitude and permanence to make us and them forever irreconcilably incompatible. Irreconcilably incompatible. Affirm, I really distinguish Africans from Europeans. Affirm, I readily uh, distinguish Africans from Europeans. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Aha. Yeah. Yeah, brothers and sisters. You know what today is. That's right. It's March 15th. But do you know what this month is? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right, family. It's March Madness. That's right. It's March Madness. In the month of March, it's a mad time because things happen, you know, miraculously. Games are won. Basketball games are won. Sometimes with a miraculous, that, that, that basket was a true miracle. 
because that young lady or that young man just slung that ball up and it went in and it won the game. It happens every year somewhere, somehow. And now, of course, with a camera in your pocket, you can take that video and, of course, it'll be on. Sports Center. Yep. The top 10. Yeah. And of course, get ready to see a lot of last second shots coming up. Um, the tournament, the tournament began, the tournament began yesterday. That's right. It starts on Tuesday. Once the selection happens on Sunday, you know, once all the conference tournaments are over, and then the tournament uh, selection committee gets together and, and seats all of the uh, teams, who gets in, who gets out, you know. Those who are out, some of them go to the NIT. At one time, the NIT was just as big or even bigger because it was played in New York. The NIT, the final was always in New York. It was even bigger than the NCAA. But, of course, the NCAA uh, go around the country and, and so forth. It became big in the 60s. Prior to that, it was the NIT. I remember when Al McGuire, once again, Marquette, Al McGuire, he uh, dissed the uh, NCAA because he wanted to be seated in the Midwest, and they were going to seat him, I think, in the East. Wherever they are going to seat him, it wasn't going to be in the Midwest. And so he said, forget y'all. He went to the NIT. And they won. They won the NIT. Dean Meminger. Yeah, Marquette won. Hey, listen, if you can, uh, you know, do some research, you can look up Marquette NIT and, and their opponents that year. They played the doctor, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. They played Massachusetts. Um they played LSU, Pistol Pete Maravich. They shut him down, fam. Marquette put that D on his ass. Yeah. Yep. And uh, who was there? I think it was Southern Illinois. No, I'm oh, now. Because they played Massachusetts, the doctor, and they played um, uh, Pistol Pete Maravich. I can't remember. Who the championship? Who they played against? I'll, 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 I'll get it maybe at the break. Whatever, whatever. That's you know Marquette. And of course, Marquette won the national championship right here in Atlanta at the old Omni, uh, the Omni before they tore it down and built which is what is now um, whatever name you, they, they have the arena. <laughs> I think it's State State Farm. It was Phillips. I think when they first built it. But anyway, in 77, 1977, Marquette beat North Carolina and Phil Ford in the four corners. Man, because if, if, if North Carolina had a lead, they're going to put that four corners on their ass, you know, because they had no shot clock then, you know, kill the clock. But, but, but Marquette maintained that lead, and they had a great team, Yeah. Butch Lee was Puerto Rican out of New York. Butch Lee. This is interesting about Marquette that year. 
Because here's a good trivia question. The starting five, who are the starting five of Marquette? You will get Butch Lee. You will get Jim Boylan, the other guard. You'll get Jerome Whitehead, who was the center. And you will get Bo Ellis. But who's that fifth person? The reason why a lot of people don't get the fifth person is because Al McGuire started a senior. Then he would take him out and put in because they had a couple of guys that they would insert. Um, you know, uh, the, the 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 trivia question: Who was that fifth starter? Uh, oh, that's my. That fifth, that, that fifth person was Bill Neary. Bill Neary. He started, he was a senior. He wasn't that good. He didn't play that much. And then he would put in either Euless Payne or, um, oh, what's the, my brother's name? Had a beautiful jumper. It'll come to me. One or the other, they would put them, those two brothers in. And, um, that's, that was Marquette. They had a left-handed uh, Caucasian guard, Rosenberg, who was tough. And if they had three-pointers then, he would have been the three-point artist. Believe me. Believe me, he would have been the three-point artist. Yeah, the NCAA. Yeah, March Madness. That's just that time. Yeah. But you know what really is March Madness, family? March Madness is a stirring reminder of what America was founded on. Making tons of money off the labor of unplayed black people. Making tons of money. You know, um, last week tonight, John Oliver did a thing back in 2015. I didn't know it was that long ago. I know I've 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 had this conversation with with you, my listening audience, for the number of years I've been on. I've been on radio now eight years since I've been here, and I know I've talked about this because it has been a, a something that um, I have talked about for decades. I hate the NC two A. I in fact when. Um, Emirate became the president of NC2A. I hated it even more because I hated his smug attitude and, and, and the fact that uh, they, they, they held strong to the student athlete. They're students. They're students of the university. So they cannot get paid. They don't pay students. But they make they they make so much money. Billions of dollars are made. Particularly basketball. March Madness. Billions of dollars. Oh, football too. Yes. Yes. That's why in these public schools and of course even private, the coaches of those teams of the powers that call themselves the Power Five conferences, 
or the big money conferences make more money than any public official can't speak to private of course but I venture to say you know unless it's a ass kicking a corporation and there's some but these cats are making millions Nick Saban of Alabama makes 12 million dollars Dabu Sweeney of Clemson in South Carolina who I I can't stand in fact I would love to play John Oliver's um, piece because there's so much good stuff in it but the reason why I'm not going to play it is because I, I hate the way they treated the idea of learning Swahili because you know I promote learning Swahili and how cavalier and insulting to me that it was that uh, some of these students were made to learn an African language or, or were given a black history course, a easy black history course so they could stay eligible. Those things I found highly insulted because they should want to have a black history call, course and they definitely should learn a African language so we could talk to each other with some cultural privacy. I know my good friend, brother Rick, you know, calls in and he's always talking about we need to do that and we need to do it. And it, and it can be done because, and I know brother Kwaku talking about uh, finding a way that we could do something like that, that we can even use the instruments we play, the drums and so forth. Cause that's what was happening back, um, centuries ago. That's why they outlawed it. That's why you did not have the drum in America. You had the drum in the Caribbean in some countries in the Caribbean, but you did not have, you didn't have nothing in your captivity in this country. In America, the captivity we experienced here was very, very cruel. Very cruel. You were considered nothing but property. And that's how it is with the NCAA. Oh, brother Oshi, they ain't talking about you acting these cats as slave. Well, listen, if <laughs> if you doing all the labor, you playing all of the games, and the attraction is you, but yet you get nothing. And I do mean nothing. Well, brother Oshi, don't they get a, 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 a college scholarship and a, co- a great college education for some of these fine educational institutions. Let me just say, uh, there was one brother who who's in the piece that I would definitely um, would like to have heard, and that is Brother Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman played at Stanford, played football at Stanford, and he talks about the schedule, how grueling it was that you would go through the schedule and it would be very hard for you to really maintain unless you're really, really sharp. Because let's be real. Let's be real, family. The amount of football players particularly and basketball players, I'm quite sure, the amount of academic excellence among those two sports of African Americans is not great. Let's be real. 
Because some of those cats use their athleticism back in high school to get to sail through. The coach may have some connections, got him into a good football program at a good university or a good basketball program at a university. Hey, this this dialogue, if you want to join this dialogue, give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. This is what we're talking about today. Because, you know, the tournament has started. You know? He might have got them in a school. And the coach in that school helped him, just like in the piece, when I say the piece, I'm referring to the John Oliver piece that that played about um, what's that? Almost eight years ago, 2015. He talked about you know these cats uh, being able to get through college with given courses that would keep them eligible. Like I said, just bothers this a black history course and and a Swahili course. They should have learned our history. They would understand the situation that they're participating in is yes on a par similar to slavery. Just like the combines in Indianapolis. Once these cats are done, they can go to a combine where they check their weight and look up their ass and all that muscle mass, how high you can jump, how fast you can run, how how easy and quick you, you can maneuver and change directions so I can bet on you, so I can look at you and sign you up. I remember they had a... Um, uh, what you call football on on television, a mock draft, you know, for uh, what's that football? <laughs> Damn, Hoshi, you know, and, and and so it how it was done. It was just like an auction, just like. I have this slave. He runs five, five more things. That's how. Uh, who wants to? Who wants to start the bidding? You know. You know. They say, "Oh no, that don't that don't look good." <laughs> the optics on that don't, don't look good. It look just like the slave auctions, because they're betting on them to be on their fantasy team. They're looking for players for their fantasy team. But this situation is deep. Oh, wow, Brother Oshi. Don't they have image and likeness now? Can a, can a player go to college now and, and earn money where he couldn't have done anything? He couldn't, he couldn't get any money. He couldn't do nothing. The NCAA has a, has a book so damn thick with rules where a player cannot do this and that. Their family can't accept this and that. In that in that uh, piece with John Oliver, Jalen Rose, and I love Jalen Rose. I love the Fab Five. 
he's saying, you know, that uh, the light side, he can't practice hard and, and, you know, shooting and so forth. Because why? The lights are out in his family's house. They couldn't pay. Many of these kids, once again, come from environments where literally they are poor. And some of the kids got caught accepting donations from boosters, rich Caucasians of the university, alumni, accepting money. Damn. Since I want to get in this conversation, uh, 602, 602. Good morning. What's up, brother? Good morning, brother Marcus. How have you been? Haven't heard from you in a while, but I know you're listening. Just haven't heard from you in a while. What's been happening? Everything good, man. Everything good, you know. Good. Moving one, uh, what is a slow motion, better than no motion. You know, it, you know how it goes. Yeah, but let's not have so. no motion. Let's keep it. If it's gonna be slow, let it be. <laughs> we don't want no motion. Better than no motion, brother. That's right. So, you know, a lot of these um, football um, football teams, you know, are actually owned by Yehudi, you know. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when I did the research to find out how much of these football teams are actually owned by you know the, the chosen one, and who are the who are the athletes, the predominant athletes, brothers. Yeah, you know, brothers. Yes. So it's a, I yes. say it's just a, a big slave farm. You know, yeah, it's a that's big, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Stud farm, mm-hmm. like you get up there. All right, I want this one, I want that one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it, it's yeah. just tragic. It you know, it's tragic. See, they they they, I, they just did that uh, a couple of weeks ago in Indianapolis. Well, all these guys came to Indianapolis. They were weighed, they were measured, looked inside their mouth, yeah. looked up their ass, all of that yep. to see for them yep. to be. Uh, and then they went through a number of drills, throwing the football, catching the football, running with it, uh, a 40-yard dash, agility drills, and so forth to find out mm-hmm. who is going to be the best pick for my team. Granted, I understand they're going to get paid. But the mm-hmm. amount of people who play high school football in the tens of thousands, maybe more, then who actually make it to the collegiate level, is small, but you see the, a lot of them. Though we don't understand the the, the 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 numbers are small, but we but 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 we see them on television on Saturday, you know, and sometimes during the week, college football at the at the highest level where the, the big schools, even on a lower level, the the mid major schools, mostly us, us. Yep. Even even I watched a football game and a basketball game of the Ivy League. Mostly now, before, I would say maybe 10, 15 years ago and beyond, you wouldn't see nobody black. But now, even wow. now, even in the Ivy League, you see us. You see us. We're, we're, we're recruited. Now, obviously, those young men and 
uh, uh, were recruited from private institutions uh, uh, where they're academically sound and they play sports. They're, they, they don't care about the NFL or the NBA. But then there's the brothers that, that are in this tournament, that are in these big schools. Their whole, their hope is to do well and get drafted. Um, in this document, in this piece, I don't know if you ever seen this piece, brother Marcus. It's John Oliver last um, last week to last week tonight. You can go on YouTube last week tonight, and then slash uh, NCAA John Oliver to listen, see, see for yourself. But you know this this thing about the NCAA. And, and, and the people who run it has caused me to have a lot of hatred <laughs> and anger <laughs> for these people because of how they're treated and the fact that they want to maintain, you know, this, this uh, hold on having billions of dollars and yet paying these young men who, who make it happen not a damn dime. Not yeah. a dime. Tragic. I I wanted to touch on a on a another little subject. Um, sure. That may not be um and it's this this situation with the banks now. Okay. <laughs> so that situation here we have to watch that too because um you, you know this may be the beginning of a global collapse. You know, yeah. so we, we got to watch and see what's going on and mm-hmm. see how we're going to position ourselves because if this thing, if the bottom fall out, you know, a lot of people going to be left, you know, because yeah. people's pension funds and all that stuff is all tied into this thing. So yeah, we got to watch this thing here because this is, um, it, it doesn't look good at all. Yeah. It doesn't look you know, I know it was coming, but I didn't know it would be this fast. Yeah, and know, and, so. and and it could, could begin. Then that's where the fear is that it could escalate to other uh, financial institutions. Now, of course, they try to add, uh, give the people some ease by saying uh, those who were in the uh, who were, uh, had monies in those banks, those two banks that just kind of went down. Um, the federal government is going to see that whatever amount, even beyond two hundred some thousand dollars, if you had it, if you had well over two hundred some thousand dollars, you will get your money, you know. But obviously, if you had less than that, and in the you know tens of thousands or whatever, you will get your money, you know. But the, but but the deal is though, Marcus, brother Marcus, is that you're right because uh, others are coming down. And and yes. what the, and what was what was po- pointed out with this situation, uh, that that uh, bushy-haired Caucasian uh, a few months ago, whose cryptocurrency collapsed, you know, and we tried to borrow against. I'm talking about billions of dollars. He he was the starting point in this situation. All these other cryptocurrencies and cryptocurrencies are, you know, uh, what are they backed up by? You know, information. You know, I'm just trying, trying to find out how did they, how did this stuff work? What backs this up? Well, obviously, what backs up the American dollar 
is uh, uh, its word, the government's word. And what backs up the government's word? It's military. It's military. It's military. As I say, yep. I'm going to drop this thing on you. So, you know, so <laughs> we got to watch. Yeah, let's keep our ear to the ground and see what's happening. Yeah. In the time. Oh, see. that's for sure, yeah. man. That is for sure, Marcus. Let's do that, man. Because you never know. Uh, We may be be talking about that in the next few weeks or in a few months of how bad it is. I I mean, I know I I bank at a black bank and got a little disappointed because uh, there's been a couple of times where I've been hacked. And, you know, I'm like, Mm. how did this happen? You know, and my my family told me, well, get your money out of that bank. You know, I'm always trying to support us, do things for us. That's just who I am and how I operate, you know. And so and everything has been cool since then. But even at that, I lost money, man. Wow. Honestly. Yeah, I lost money. They, I, When I said that wasn't mine, and they said, uh, I don't know, looks like, you know. But anyway, man, I'm, I'm still with them. And and they look shaky, you know. The whole banking Telling industry me. looks shaky. So um, I would suggest me. that, you know, you protect yourself and protect your money because – you know, other thing about capitalism is, you know, when is it going to, when is the bubble going to burst? You keep, you know, because you have nothing that backs up. You have nothing that it is based on except for your word. You know? Exactly. And and just like, who owns a lot of debt? Ch- China. 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 Owns, China. China, China owns a lot. Paper. Yes. <laughs> they and they're saying, hey, all that piece of paper. <laughs> yes. China can say, hey, I listen, I, I, yeah, I, they I buy come to collect. Huh? Yeah, they were buying, tea. They were buying U.S. T-bills. Yes. They buy up all the T-bills. So all of that is you know, worthless. A lot of property. Mm-hmm. Who owns a lot of property? Arabs. Yep. America has so, been yeah. for sale a long time, and a lot of people don't know it because uh, you know, mm-hmm. they have their own lives and, 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 and in their communities, they have a nice house and, and a good job and so forth. So I'm just living my life. And I'm thinking about how this company, how this company, you know, whatever, how this country operates with its capital mm-hmm. that it's not backed up by nothing except the, com- the, the, the their word. And it's been challenged a lot by other entities that own a piece of debt because America is the largest debtor nation. I don't know in your city, but uh, downtown they have a, a, a thing of how much debt is owed by America. Trillion. Oh, man. Trillions. Trillions. They'll never. And they have no intention of paying them people no. anything. No, of course not. <laughs> How could they? You know, <laughs> see. So, so it'll still operate. But the bottom line is, it has to find ways that that it could uh, get other people's resources, investments. That's just like this Caucasian who I've been talking about, and I'll continue to talk about his ass, and I'll continue to, you know, play parts of his presentation on our on the program because it is the most sickening. His name is. Howard Nicholas, and he's addressing these Caucasians and he's saying, we must keep Africa poor. 
We yes, must keep I Africa keep poor. We must make sure that we, that Africa never begins to develop anything. They must never begin to manufacture. They must never begin. We must keep them poor because we want those resources and we want those resources that Africa has and at, at a price that we want to pay for them, if not at all, free. You know, just arrogant, man. It's just so sickening. Because, and it's sickening too, though, Brother Marcus, because if we had control of those resources, how powerful we would be. If we had control of those resources and we were unified, we would be serious players on this damn planet. And we could check everybody's ass because China ain't got no resources. Japan, no. J- Japan has zero resources but manufactures their ass off. Mm-hmm. But they got to bring everything in. You know, yeah. So the greatest resource is the people. Japan is the greatest because they invest in the people and capital, human development. That's uh, right. Versus a lot of our a lot of our um, leaders, leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, so but as you say, get ready because um, it's you know. A lot getting ready to happen in a short right. Tuesday. You know, I have a friend that just got dispatched to uh, Poland over there in Germany in the army. And they said they're getting ready to rumble over there. They got yeah. a whole contingent, a uh, uh, U.S. Uh, brig- you know, some brigade are getting ready to mm-hmm. move. And, and in, over there in the Asian, they, they just sent the U.S. fleet. Just yeah, went it's all over happening, there brother. The Asia, it's, so. it's all happening. It's, you know, it's going to get ready to jump off. Yeah. <laughs> to jump off. Yes, coming, brother. yes it is. Hey, let me keep my ear to the ground, brother. I'm here with you. All, All right. Right, right, on, Ma- right, right on, right on, Marcus. I, like I said, I haven't heard your voice, but I know you're out there, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I'm here, good brother. All right, All right. Dear brother. Peace to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Brothers and sisters, we're going to take a break. We come back from the break. We'll talk more about this. NC2A and uh, all that money, all that money that they got. So, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Um, what's unfortunate is, uh, you know, my uh, radio piece is messed up again. So, we gotta just got to do what we got to do, right? All right, brother, we'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Black folk. 
Black look like a revolution. Look like a family reunion in the park. Black look like it's a different world. Sound like a crawfish ball in New Orleans. Black folk joke around like Martin and got paintings from JJ in the living room. It sounds strong. Look like sacrifice. It'd be flowers blooming in the summertime. Black sound like old songs. Smell like good food. And it tastes like heart disease. But it feel like maize at Jazz Fest. Black sound like something that hurt, like a heart test. Black sound like skin, like something dark. It look like hair, yeah. Black sound like rough hair and good hair. Look like history, sound spiritual. Black sound like years, like working, like night. Black sound like money, look like Walmart. Like corner stores, like cash register singing. Black sound like 400 years. Smell like Oprah, impactful like Martin. Look like Cicely Tyson, sing like Nina, got an ass like Serena. Feel like broken homes in Section 8. Black smell like crack and collard greens. Sounds motivational, feels like church. Look like big Sunday hats and ribbons. Smile like your mama, eyes like the sun, beautiful child. Sound like thick black swinging and sneaky uncles. Look like Tyler Perry making money. Sound like Hayden feel frustrated, don't it? Like they don't get it. Like they won't ever get it, huh? Like push your personal feelings of racial injustice so far underneath the carpet that you trip over your own family history. <laughs> But I love me some black folk. I love the hair grease and the rental fees. The front row seats, the police, the projects, the mustard greens, being late, social security checks, government assistance, bougie, black, looking good, bags of hair, fake press on nails, rat tail comb, stunting gold chain, gold teeth, black men and big feet. I love me some black folk. For they are the people that were made from the darkest parts of the sky. Smile like your mama, eyes like the sun. Beautiful child, oh you're the one. Fly like your daddy, make me so happy. Beautiful child, oh you're the one. I'm in a place when I see your face. Black don't crack. I love your skin. I don't see that from other kin. It's a day, any day. I see me and my doing different things. Pushing boundaries. West Coast, East Coast, overseas.
shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as the night, afro blue. Jazz the night Afro blue Two young lovers face to face With undulating grace They gently sway then slip away To some secluded place Shades of delight Cocoa hue Rich as the night Afro blue Whispering trees echo their sighs, passionate pleas, tender replies, shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as the night, afro Shades of delight, cocoa hue, rich as the night, afro blue. And my slumbering fantasy assumes reality until it seems it's not a dream, the two are you and me. Shades of delight, cocoa hue. Rich as the night, Afro Blue. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland the Media Network on Time for an Awakening.com and Black Talk Radio Network.com. Tank and the Bangas. New Orleans. That's a nice piece, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 504 going to LA. That, that, that's the that's the migration family. New Orleans or Louisiana. Louisiana, Texas, and Arkansas will go west. Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and Kentucky will go straight north. And then of course the Carolinas and Virginia. They go north to New York. That was the that was the migration out of the South. Yeah. Yeah. And of course the last piece was Abby Lincoln, Afro Blue. Beautiful man. And Abby Lincoln is just, just a beautiful sister, man. Good movie, family. Check it out. Um Nothing but a man. 
Ivan Dixon and Abby Lincoln. Very good movie. Nothing but a man. Okay. Let's get back to the discussion. I've got a number of you in the in the queue. And, of course, to join this discussion, you just hit star twice. Or just dial 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We're talking today about the the robbery <laughs> the game of the NC2A the National Collegiate Athletic Association lobby of our community and so if you want to join this conversation 443-443 good afternoon good afternoon Baba Oji hey what's up brother <laughs> Irv how are you man hey thanks oh, man I, you know I'm always on fire when I listen to you speak brother uh, I listen to the whole show Quick, quickly, I know a lot of people want to talk. I have quick points. I didn't want to get into the pleasantries, but let me tell you, most countries, including England, teach their children in school more than one language. We're pretty much the only country in the world that teaches one language. That's English. Uh, that has to change, especially for black people. We must learn an African language. Uh, in the NCAA, uh, the jobs are few. There's 300,000 kids trying to get uh, 30, 40 jobs or right. something to that effect. I, I may have the numbers wrong, but they, right. the majority of them will never even reach the reach the NBA. They will never reach oh, the no. NFL. No, so All won't. these kids, are, 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 it's a pipe dream. Yeah. That's, and also, let's add to the fact that you have DraftKings now, which makes it problematic. Because when you're betting on sports, it, it's problematic because there's always the chance of it being fixed. Let's be clear. When you look at your ticket, when you go to the NBA game, the ticket says in small print, this is a sporting event. doesn't say it's the Olympics. It says a sporting event. That means if you don't like the way the call went, so be it. That's the way it goes. Yeah. You came here, this is, you know, so, so right. we, keep that, we keep that moving. Uh, the, the, the TV shows, if you ever notice when you talk, the TV shows never talk about money. And you know you don't even know how much the guy that gives you your news every day on CNN. You don't know how much he makes. You think you do, but you don't. And it's the same way with the NCAA. You don't know how much these people make. They, the ones they want you to know. White people want you to know. You know how much the coach makes, but you don't know how much the NCAA is actually raking in from this slavery because it's NCAA slavery. But you notice the woke people ain't talking about this mm-hmm. because this is slavery, yeah. and they know that. Billions so, of dollars, man. Let's be, perfect, let's be perfectly clear. Two points. Marketing and marketing fell backwards is communication. The way they market this is as if you're doing it for the school. Uh, you, you get, this was for the Gipper. Who the hell is the Gipper? Did the Gipper <laughs> pay my bill? I don't care about the Gipper. So communication and marketing is what our children need to learn. You need to learn why does the cell phone stay connected to my hand? Am I delivering a baby? Are they going to call me at the hospital? Dr. Lewis, they, we need you now. That never yeah. happens. You ain't no damn doctor. You, the, the cell phone connected to your hand because the cell phone is programming you as to what yeah. to think. The right. brother that comes on and talks about communication is right on point with what he's saying. Marketing is something that our children must learn. And really quickly before I go, America has to stay in a war. Brother Marcus was right on point. There's always a war brewing. We have companies that make war materials called yeah. bombs and missiles and yeah. war. I don't place up the street. They make yeah. warheads. Yeah. So he's absolutely right. There's always a war coming. But communication and marketing, marketing is what keeps us in the place that we're in. So, and, and the brother, uh, Howard Nichols, whoever he is, if I ever get to meet him, 
keeping Africa, saying Africa has to stay poor, Africa has to keep, I mean, Marcus said something really quickly. He said that they're never going to pay the debt. China's never going to pay the debt. If Mike Tyson owed me some money 20 years ago, I can't take it from Mike Tyson, and China can't take a damn thing from the United States. Let's Mm -hmm. be clear. (laughs) That's why we have so many nuclear missiles and bombs and all this foolish. Because you're not going to take nothing from us. Right. You're not going to come over here and do anything. So uh, with that, my brother, I just want to say that yeah. the show is fantastic. <laughs> what you what you say, man, just resonates with me only because I, I, I have a different type of consciousness. I, it's different to me because it's new. And I love the feeling that I have when I know my history. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I say. I am. I know where I'm from. And oh, yeah. she, it feels. Well, it man, feels wait till you wait till you get your ass back here from Africa, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. coming back here. Yeah, you coming be... back here with my spear, and I'm gonna take <laughs> over something. <laughs> it's gonna be a different type of spear, but I'm yeah. gonna say something. Right on, so brother. I feel good at it. I'm really doing. I wanted to connect with my ancestors, and I know walking on that sacred ground yep. uh, for me will. And I, it's not an illusion. It's not like I'm right no. over there taking in Israel and I'm walking on with Jesus. Well, you don't even believe Jesus was the, the, the Son of God. Yeah. So what, what, what's he's a prophet to you? Yeah. I'm walking on sacred ground, which I can actually have a historical proof right. to show that it was written in stone. It yeah. was written. I can touch it. Yep. So come on now, I'm going to connect <laughs> with my ancestors, and I can't wait for that, brother. And I just, at all. I just sometimes you feel so you feel so connected to something. That's why we have to have a homeland because when you feel African, it's a feeling that That's doesn't right. feel like anything here. Telling me I'm an American, I'm a Negro, I'm colored, I'm a nigger. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm African. Yes, that simple. Right brother, on, let brother. somebody else get on. Right on. <laughs> thank you, uh, brother. No, thank yes, you, man. Asante Sana. Yeah, that's my good brother, man. Good brother, Herb. In fact, I got to talk to Herb because why? I want the brother to come back on. We're going to do another show together, man. Put a program together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm quite sure we'll make that happen real soon. March Madness is a stirring reminder of what America was founded on. Making tons of money off the labor of unpaid African people. Tons of money. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. March Madness. More uh, the, the betting sheets, the fun that everybody's having about my brackets. The opportunity to win a big payout if, if your two teams and your ultimate team wins the national championship. All kinds of stuff. Here's some other residual effects coming from um, John Oliver's piece that he did. Ed O'Bannon. Ed O'Bannon played for UCLA. And uh, he he played in the NBA with very, very short stint in the NBA. And a brother, too, that played. And uh, somebody told me, said, hey, man, my son has a video game and you in it. Huh? Yeah, my son, he has a video game. And you're in it. Really? Yeah, that's me. Ball head, shooting left-handed. All that, that's me. I'm not sure who the manufacturer was, e, EA Sports or whoever. I don't know. He sued him. 
He sued them successfully. Name, image, and likeness. <laughs> you know, and so anybody that those companies use uh, a collegiate player from whatever era or time or up to date, because you know they can do anything. They 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 have contemporary cats playing dudes like Elgin Baylor and so forth. And I don't know if Elgin gets any money. Well, Elgin has made his transition a couple years ago, you know, but still, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, it's deep. It's deep, family. It's deep. But it ain't something that we can't correct if we collectively come together. How easy could it be, brothers and sisters, for those young men and young women in college athletics? Because, see, for us as American Africans, football and basketball, we dominate no matter what university. You know, it is. It, the, uh, um, D1, D2, whatever. You know, we're recruited. There's, there's some young men. Oh, he got recruited. Some, you know, they recruiting these kids in middle school. They found out about some kid who is kicking ass. They're going to go look at him, and they may offer him a scholarship. Yeah, they recruit him in that young. And some of these kids who uh, are successful, and some of them will use that situation to better their lives and the lives of their family. I know that, and that's great, you know. But I tell you, it's usury. All these folks getting rich. Like I said, the one one person in that piece, I, I didn't like his ass from Jump Street, and that's Dabu Sweeney. I didn't like him from Jump Street, but when I saw him in that piece and how demonstrative he was that these kids shouldn't get paid. And when I, when that, if that happens, they get paid, I'm done. <laughs> oh, at the time he said that back in 15, he was making like $5 million. He's about $10 million today, just like uh, uh, Nick Saban of Alabama. Um, somebody asked me about uh, John Calipari of of, uh, of Kentucky, you know, and I said John Calipari was interesting because when he approached the families of the basketball players that he was coaching, now Calipari has been a pretty decent coach for some time because he had players. He coached UMass. Same school that Dr. J came from, University of Massachusetts. He had some number of good players there. In fact, he got into a big thing, if anybody can remember, between him and John Cheney of Temple. <laughs> and John Cheney was so pissed, he was going to kick. <laughs> and there's no doubt in my mind. You know, John Cheney, of course, has passed, made his transition, but he was going to kick. John Cal, uh, Calipari's ass, no doubt about it. But anyway, he coached them, and then he, he um, 
not just Kentucky, he coached another team after, after Massachusetts. But one thing that he said to the parents of those players, he said, I'm not going to bullshit. I'm not going to tell you this, that, and another, how great the facilities are, especially in some of these schools that are getting all this money, like Alabama. The facilities are psh, out of this world, because why? They get all that money, and they got to spend it. So they upgrade all of their, all of the the, the, the locker rooms, the, all kinds of stuff. The, they got saunas. I mean, they got, it, they got it all. They got to spend that money. Coaches, athletic directors, all of them, everybody getting paid six figures more, maybe seven. You know? But Calipari told the parents, he said, hey, I'm not going to tell you all that. What I'm going to tell you is I'm going to work your son to the degree that if he plays and he plays well, he'll get drafted by the NBA. And if he gets drafted, he'll get paid. He'll get paid. When he said that about seven, eight years ago, I think the what you call twins, um, Morse twins, were playing for him then. I guess I'm, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not. But only thing, let me say this, family. Only thing I do know is that if you get drafted, you get paid. Eight of his players at that time got drafted. They got drafted. They got paid. So he wasn't trying to blow smoke up somebody. He's saying, that's what I'm going to make sure that they do. Work them hard, make them, and prepare them to get drafted. A lot of the coaches don't do that. They don't get, because to them it ain't about you getting drafted or even going to the NBA. It's about you playing your best here at this university and that we get a chance to win the national championship. That we go to the tournament and we effectively play well. But even for me about even getting drafted and getting paid is not the issue that because the real issue here, because the amount of players, every level that you go, the, 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 the number of brothers that have a chance to play at that level just drops exponentially. At the high school level here, everybody has a chance. You you get cut, didn't make it. Just, they're taking the top fifteen, whatever. You know, you can go play rec ball or whatever across this country. You know, they even family because of this is big business. They've made schools. Schools are made for your son or your daughter athletically. They go to that school and they start out with athletics. Later in the afternoon, they may have some academic instruction. But the bottom, and there's some are boarding schools and some you, you know go to just like a regular school. But they're made to do that. To prepare your kid Um once this tournament is over, you will see the high schools have, uh, 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 you see them on ESPN, some of the kids who will be 
you'll see in the NCAA, you see them in their teams. A lot of my private schools, they started doing that many, many years ago. Making private schools. I said, what this dude, Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell was going to a school in Maine. And a number of cats have gone to that school in Maine. But the deal was that the school in Maine is a private school, but they want entertainment. So they develop a basketball program. And, and, and good ball players from around the country have the opportunity to get a scholarship from them for them to go to that school and they have room and board and they can play ball. But Brother Oshie, they they're giving them room and board. You know, they're giving the opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, so they can be in, so they can entertain. If, if anybody wants to jump in, hit star twice, like a number of you, you just listen, but hit star twice. You know? Brother Oshie. Yes, hey, Irv, go ahead. But really quickly, Brother Oshie, you told me a story about a brother who won the NCAA championship, and he asked them for some. He said he didn't have food to eat. Now, you're telling me that you're bringing an inner-city kid to a college. He's the, he's the star of your basketball team, and he doesn't walk into the cafeteria and eat for free? Are you telling me that he has to get – and what did they give him, Oshi, when he asked for that? Yeah. A food voucher? They gave him a food voucher. They, 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 yeah. A food yeah, voucher. This he, is the, the coach just got a million dollars bonus for yeah. winning, and the kid got a food voucher. <laughs> That's like telling me, Oshie, yeah. that I just made you some money, and I'm going to give you this book of food stamps so you can go yeah. feed your family. That does not even make sense to me, Oshie. I know, because he it's usually. He for free. Yeah. Why does but he, he said, he why said. Why does he he's a star on campus? Shabazz Napier. <laughs> brother name is Shabazz money. Napier. Playing at Villanova, they won the national championship. He said, "Sometimes I go to bed hungry. I don't have enough food to eat. I don't have enough." And so, what did the NCAA do? They provided some food vouchers. Once again, once again, the NCAA threw some crumbs at these kids. Thank you for your service. Can continue to give me that level of service so I can continue to make these billions of dollars. And here's some food vouchers. Have a snack. You know, yeah. Who protects these kids? When you, but then you see the parent doesn't know any better. So then you have, we have our scholars, our so-called scholars. They don't say anything. Not I can start naming names, but I'm not that guy. I'm not going to name the people who are on this, on this, on these airways or on this internet that says absolutely nothing. I listen to Brother Elliot. And them cats start calling names. They say who it is that's doing this to our people. Mm-hmm. And you got this, this kid, and they gloss over that like it never happened. It never happened. Now we're going on to the next NCAA championship, and we're going to see some new people who they're going to make stars because, Oshie, you said it. The power is whoever can create your reality and make you think that you thought of it to yourself. These people aren't my stars. These, these are people you say are thought. Well, look at his numbers. If I don't look at his numbers, then what do I see? I see a black boy, a black boy trying to be a man who's doing whatever you tell him to do. 
but I see the white man with the clipboard. And if I don't, and then if, even if I do see the black guy with the clipboard, over him is a white man. Mm-hmm. And this white man doesn't shoot one basketball. He doesn't shoot one shot, and he gets all this money. Then the black guy gets all this money because he got the clipboard. But what do you give right. the black man who shot the ball? Yeah. And, and, you know, that's that's why here in Baltimore there's a controversy over Lamar Jackson, and I hear black people saying, no man is worth that kind of money. Mm. Well, why does Bill Gates get paid so much? Yeah, He's just a man. Yeah. Why does he get paid so much? Why does Bezos have $172 billion? Yeah. Why did you send $16 billion to to the Ukraine? I can't even spell Ukraine. Yeah. Why did you send it to the Ukraine? I don't know. Did nobody over Ukraine ever call me the N-word? Come on, I sound like um, uh, Muhammad, Ma- Ali. Um, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Come on, <laughs> come on now. They never did nothing to me. My racism comes right here, and, and it's and it's convoluted now. Yeah. The racism is is is, is it's coming all, in all from all, directions. all different ways. All it's directions. From black brothers. people, yes, sir. People, to all people. So mm-hmm. my point is, we're being inundated uh, with these racist and discriminatory practices that have been in place for over 20, 30, 200 years. And now they're, they're, they're really working now because, mm-hmm. oh, see, we're so far behind as a people in this country that the white people would have to start going, walking backwards for us to catch up with them economically. But there are things happening. There are things that there is, there are things happening. There are people of like mind who are coming together, and we all may not be taking the same road, but we're all trying to get to the same place. That's right. The and we don't want these white people to, to give us, to tell us, oh, Angela Bassett, oh, she was nominated, but she didn't win. She did win. She won when she did the movie. I don't need you to yeah. tell me that she can I act. I say, brother, you can right tell on. She can act. Yeah. Come on now. And I don't need her yeah. to, be, to have sex with a hillbilly and monster balls yeah. for her to get an award. Yeah. I don't need her to, him to. Come on now. You know, you know, on, you know when, when, when you look at that, and she has always played dignified roles. She has been a dynamic yes. actress for a long yes. time. And so really she should have won on her body of work. And, and that culminated into that movie, uh, how she performed in that movie. You know, but when you look at who got Academy Awards over the many years, you know, it's just like Denzel. He's played some serious roles, some dignified roles. But what did he get? What? A, a, a role cop. You know, training days. You know, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Holly Berry, the role that she played in Monsters Ball. Come on. You know. The uh, help. Ha- the help. Ma- yeah, the help. Hattie <laughs> McDaniels and all of them. You know, the roles that have been played have been subservient roles. You know. Because you keep asking someone who abuses you to love you. You keep saying, please, please pick me, white people. You don't have to pick me. And don't wait for the NAACP to pick you either because look at their sponsors. Mm. Whoever gives you the money is who you have to please. Exactly. If it's Coca-Cola, if it's McDonald's, you ain't saying nothing too much about nothing. Right. Come on now. We already know that, Oshi. And I get passionate about this. And the reason I get passionate because I want people to hear in my voice that this is just not superficial. This goes deep because I won't see it. I will not see us when we have our liberation, our sovereignty, exactly. our self-determination. Exactly. But I will see us as we I, – I I'm thinking like the, like the Korean. The Korean thinks three generations down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have so much. The Jew does the same thing. The mm-hmm. black person thinks about the day. I got to get my money. Yeah. No, yeah. I got money. 
Well, that's be, that's because we've never, uh, uh, since our, our captivity, and, and understand this, our captivity is global. The mindset that is a, that has affected African people is a global situation. European, Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege is a global phenomenon. It's not just America. It's not just in Europe. It's global. Good point. And, 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 and many other people have been inf- inflicted with it. Because the whole color confrontation, the fact that somebody who is melanated is automatically discarded, automatically ruled as inferior intellectually and so forth, because that's how deep that that situation is. And so, you know, uh, the bottom line is that that it is our responsibility to rid ourselves and to eradicate ourselves from that mindset. But it's very pervasive. And because it comes at you 24 7, 365, it comes at you in various ways. Francis Chris Welsing said it best racism, white supremacy is in everything they do, it's in all areas of people activity, all of it. You know? No, you're, you're absolutely. And if you don't understand racism, white supremacy, i.e., nearly fuller, yeah. everything else will confuse you. Yep. And we everything are so. Else and we are so confused that we are confused in our confusion. That's how confused we are. Huh? What the, wait a minute. What the, what the brother say in the movie, Oshi? He said, I've been down so long. What, what did he say? He said, I've been down so long that getting up don't even cross my mind. <laughs> that's for, that's from Watchstack. That was one of the brothers. That was one of the brothers in LA. When they went to when they went back to L.A. after the '65 riots in 1972, because I had my brother on last year, um, brother Gerald, oh. who's who's in Wattstack, you know, and 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 we pay tribute to that documentary, which is a fundamental, dynamic documentary. You can yeah. get it. You can get it. Uh, you can go to YouTube. I'm not sure if you can get you the whole documentary because I know I had to pay for it, which was cool with me, just a couple of bucks. But because uh, I love the I documentary, it. man. Watch that. Is, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But yeah. Was, yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you know that the, that the oppressor, which, I, and I say it, white people who identify themselves as white have colonized, has completely colonized your mind, what you're thinking and what you're going to think. Yeah. Because when you start, when you're one and one don't equal two, it equals whatever somebody tells you it equals, then your mind is colonized. And once we, we break out from the colonized mind, the, and, and the only way to break from that, Oshie, is to know your history. Right. History is not a mystery. Brother Small, Dr. Small says that. Yeah. History is not a mystery. It's, there. It, it, it's right in front of you. It's, it's, there. it's there for you. But what white yeah. people are doing is they're putting com- diversions. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, the NCAA, the NFL, uh, the, 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 the Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, everything yeah. is a diversion to keep you right. from seeing your right. history and knowing that you're still celebrating Columbus Day. Huh? Woo. Woo, Herb, that was deep. <laughs> That was a good one, brother. Yeah. I didn't mean to turn down that street, but that's the road I see when I open yeah. my eyes. Why are we still yeah. doing things that keep us yeah. colonized? That yeah. keep us, in a, and we're smarter we, than that. Right. We, we are, are the mind see, the that is, created astronomy. See, we are the mind that created pyramids. Right. And we are letting someone else who is a feeble mind control us the way they control the Africans, the South Africans controlled the whole damn continent at one time. 
We're not going to do that. We're smarter than that. Yeah. And if it takes us sacrificing ourselves, we will do that because that's what other cultures do. Yeah. I would die or standing up before I die on my knees. But I'm going to die. You're going to die anyway. You're going to die anyway, so why not try? So why not die swinging? Exactly. Come on, bro. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to free yourself. Why not die? You know, but anyway. <laughs> That's somebody yeah. else talk, Brother Oshi. I know they're waiting. Let me, let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me get back to some more of uh, what I want to <laughs> talk about that piece that is on um, uh, last, last week tonight. With um, what you call, uh, brother Oliver, yeah. Oliver, yeah, John Oliver, and then because uh, there was a couple of okay. things that he said in that piece that I think that I need to be brought. Like I said, I was going to play the piece, but because of how they treated African and and, and history and, and African language, I was so pissed at that. But I think that the the, the uh, people who uh, have been shown in the documentary. And and what they have been able to achieve needs to be understood too by us, because they, yes. they these people are making billions of dollars, billions, billions of dollars. with a B. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and, and billions and, and, with a B. And yet, you know, you know, I'm gonna tell you, it, it's as simple as this, but it obviously, is it's it's simple as this, but it's very difficult. And that is, if we could understand that we are the game. We're going to say, yeah. let's collectively come together. And we say, we're not going to play. We ain't bouncing one ball. We ain't throwing no damn balls. We ain't tackling nobody until this is done for us because we are the game. But we won't do that because there's a fear that is put into us. So you're fearful of losing your scholarship. You're fearful of being sent back home. You're fearful of losing your job. You're fearful, really, of maybe even being killed particularly the leadership who would try to organize to say to a white America and to say to the NCAA, to say to any organ. Listen, the NBA, the NBA said, damn, we keep paying these Negroes all this damn money. We can't do this through the negotiation process. Let's do this. Let's lock them out. We're going to lock right. them out and make them come to the table and, and adhere to our demands as owners, as owners. Instead of the NBA, and at the time, you know, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, all them cats were still playing. They were playing at the time. Instead of saying, listen, we are the league. We are, they don't come. They don't, some of you don't even know who the damn owner is. We're the league. And so we're going to come together and we're going to, you know, we can, we, we can get venues. We can get a television. Hell, let's have BET, BET, the NBA on BET, <laughs> you know, because we're the game, no. because we're the game, you know, and if we, and if we can't use these venues, uh, then we'll create them because why we're the game, but no, they acquiesced. They came to the table. They took the concessions. You know? That's right. That's right. If you can't find the product, you're the product. You are the pro- No, yeah. none of those old white folks shot baskets. No. None of them ran the ball. You yeah. did it. Yes. They're coming to see you. I right. don't come to see a coach. Right. You don't even know what I a damn coach see is. The 
you, you come to see the private. You come to see the people perform on the field of play, whatever that field correct. of play is. Correct. correct. That's what you. Come whatever to that see. field is. Mm-hmm. But let's be clear, Oshie. White people, people who identify themselves as white, Jews, they have an organization that speaks for them. I saw some cats with shirts on when Kyrie Irving posted what he posted on his page. Right. They had shirts on uh, in the front row. And all right. of them wore the shirts. Who paid for those tickets? The Jewish right. Defamation League paid exactly. for those tickets. Exactly. Where's the African Defamation League? Yep. Because there's the NAACP or the or core or the Congress of, of Racial Equality. They're not it. Right. Right. They're they're not. They're, they should be speaking for these kids because they're they're not stupid. These people have degrees out the butt. Why aren't you saying this is slavery? NAACP. Why aren't you saying we're going to boycott they the NAACP? Because because, because those Why organizations not? are owned and controlled by Caucasians. By, the, by the Caucasians. History, the and history of the NAACP uh, uh, was basically supported by the European Jews. In fact, right. In fact, one of the big benefactors benefactors was Joel Spingard. In fact, the they, 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 they give the Spingard Award out. Joel Spingard was, became understood and known as an infiltrator, as an informant, as an informant. And so, and still, listen, and still the NACP has this man and, 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 and the award named in his honor that people get. And knowing that he was an infill, you know. Come on. Come on. I swear, on. man. It, 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 it's not hiding in plain sight. It is in plain in sight. Exactly. And in black, and, and black people, we have to, and their organizations, we have to form organizations and we have to come together in, of like mind. Okay, so I don't think like you. I, I can't. I can't be exactly like you. I'm a Muslim. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a whatever. I'm a, a sore roar. We are all Africans. And if you don't understand that, everything else will confuse you. Yeah. You are African. You have a homeland. You're yeah. not, I'm an American. Yes, okay, you're in America. Yeah. But you, your ancestors yeah. are the only ones that were kidnapped and brought here. Yeah. Not the Indians, not the Italians, not the Jews, not the Germans. I don't, come on and, now. And, and, we, now and, and now the conditions for us in America are so tenuous as deep. Because what? Mm. Because we have been experiencing uh, 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 zero population population growth for a number of years. The Latinos who've mm-hmm. been coming here, uh, some of course crossing the border and so forth, they are now the under Caucasians, and and pretty soon they'll be the top people because the Caucasians are, have been experiencing negative population growth for the last two mm-hmm. decades. So by the year twenty forty. 2045, which is not far from now, you know, no. 13 or uh, 17 years from now, you know, uh, uh, 23 years from now, they will be the top. Then Caucasians, and guess who after them? Exactly, Asians. And then Asians. us, fourth. We will be the... <laughs> so you think you think we ain't got no clout now? Shit. <laughs> You know, we are, we are a permanent underclass. Permanent, and that, designated, and that, designated, uh, and, 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 and targeted. That's correct. That, that is correct. We are designated as a permanent underclass. And and what and what the white population does, they put together a majority rule piece. That's why they didn't want you to vote. Mm-hmm. But now, once once we gave you the vote, we're gonna change. We even gonna change that because we're gonna pick your mind. So I'll have you coming in. 
where you only have two people to vote for. You can either vote for Trump or you can even vote for Biden, but you're going to vote because if you vote, you get absolutely nothing. nothing. That's not true. That's not, and that's not true because the power is not in the vote. The power is the people who can manipulate the vote. Let me say it again, Oshie, for the people that didn't hear me. The people who can, I didn't, I didn't see George Bezos out there marching or sitting at a get out the vote uh, booth. I didn't see Warren Buffett uh, trying to get people to vote. I didn't hear him say a damn thing. The people who manipulate the vote have the power, and the power in capitalism is those who control the money. I say the money. Capitalism works. The, the god to a capitalist is money. Yep. That's why they like Trump. He stands in front of a jet. A big mm-hmm. ass jet, like he owns it. Every time he speaks, I'm like, you don't own that jet, but you, I got a hotel. You don't own nothing, <laughs> but you project it. Yeah. And black people fall for that foolishness. These brothers walking around with goals in their mouth. And, and why you got a goals in your mouth? Because that means I got money. No, it just means you messed up your teeth. I don't understand what the attraction is to materialism or individualism yeah. that someone gave you. These things mean absolutely nothing. It doesn't project your wealth. I saw the guy real quick that made that Microsoft, Bill Gates. He had on jeans, and even the guy that did uh, the, the, the FaceTime, the phone, he had on jeans, and I couldn't see who made who, who made those. Are those Kanye? Who made them jeans? Then he give a damn who made them jeans because he has power. Oh. His yeah. money translates into power yeah. and capitalism. And, 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 and see, and we and have, see even though power is not money, power is not news and information and so forth, power is, as Dr. Wade Noble said, I think this is the most definitive definition, power is the ability to define reality. Europeans mm-hmm. define reality. When they came out of that dark yeah. age, middle, middle, uh, middle age, uh, a medieval age and so forth, having the only yeah. light and knowledge that was happening in Europe was in the western part was of, of Spain or Portugal by the Moors, these dark-skinned brothers, only for 700 yeah. years. But once they came out of that, when Martel and, mm. and Charles Charlemagne and so forth, he said, they said, we may war amongst ourselves, but we're going to come together on those who are outside of us. And they began That's to right. go around the world taking everybody's stuff in the name of imposing their right. culture, imposing their culture on other people. Because why? They were doing what? They were defining reality. And that reality yes. was shaped and fashioned in their image and in their interest. They didn't give a damn about who your traditions were, who your religion were, what the hell you did. If you don't succumb to them, they're going to kill your ass. And that was the bottom right. line. That was the bottom line. They define reality and they shaped and fashioned it in their image and interest. And, and, and they made others, they made others believe that it was their own. That, that, that that reality was also theirs. That culture was also theirs. I'm telling you, they have done a hell of a job. I, you know, I don't, I don't praise Caucasians at all for what they, because they're evil. This was a sinister thing that has been done particularly against us, particularly right. against us, because other groups, uh, uh, Brother Earth, other groups still have an understanding of who they are historically and culturally, but right. we don't. We don't. No. No. See? no. They still have a language. They still right. have traditions. Right. What, Mexicans still put on them big sombrero hats. Yeah. What the hell are you putting that big-ass hat on for? Yeah. Because this is my culture. Yeah. 
We put you put on a dashiki. They ask you, you going to a seventies party? Right. Well, what, 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 yeah, you going to like you got a costume. Yeah, you got a costume. Yeah, your culture. You're ashamed of being African because white folks tell you that Africa is a jungle, and it's, you know they over there are swinging on trees, and you know they over there with animals, and you have you've never been to Africa, but see, Africa's in you. Mm-hmm. It's in you because your hair is kinky, your lips are full. You, you, your nose is wide. Your skin is dark. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn how much you try to separate yourself from being African. You're never going to do it because right. you are African. That's right. Black man. Right man, on. Man, I'm getting all upset, man. I got to take my <laughs> blood pressure. Well, no, man. Get your, you know, get your blood pressure back together, brother. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm going to get ready to get out of here, man. I'm glad that you joined me. I, yeah, I just talked about you being the co-host. I guess that's what you were today. My co-host. Brother, I, anytime, anytime, I'm so ready because I have a lot to say, but I don't want to hog the airways for people not to speak. But well, I'm hey. telling you, Oshi, I read, a, I read a lot. And when you read a lot, you have a lot to say. say. I, sure. I, I, I think about Brother Henry Clark. Uh, he would read so much. And it's amazing how he went blind in his later years. Yeah, yeah. But by the time he yeah. went blind, he had so much knowledge in his head he didn't have to look in the book, right? Because he, 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 he didn't he didn't just remember it. He 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 lived this. Mm-hmm. This is what he studied his entire life. And I, I read about him because he was an amazing individual. I know I love Doctor. Well, you know I love Doctor. Oh Dr. man, Dr. Said, thank yeah, you for I, the book. I wish I could have met him. Yep, and thank he you for the book. Amazing. Yeah. Woo. Well, you know that's one of the he highlights was, of my life, aside from my daughters being born, my grandchildren. I had <laughs> I had lunch with Doctor John Henry Clark. Wow, Man, I know. You had, listen, I'm going to get ready to wow. get out of here because I got a good another doctor's appointment, brother. So I appreciate you. Love you, man. Go ahead, big brother. All right, peace Love to you, you. Okay. brothers and sisters. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko: "The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed." This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind, but not just the M I N D, but the M I N E, because under defeat. Of African peoples lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure in the hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Exante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family. <laughs>